This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Botox Cosmetic. Out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor, where those who think outside the box can create unique football bets from a combination of markets. Create your best bet with the innovative BetVictor Bet Builder. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Back for Arfield. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the fire finds the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claret and Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yes! Michael Kellan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everyone and welcome along to the latest episode of the full-time show. We can see that Sam's here and he's channeling his inner Nathan Teller already. Look at that legend. Look at that shades on. Honestly, mate, perfect. Burnley mug is on. Obviously, we've got Dan as well. Um, obviously, I know it's a full-time show um, and we will be looking back at the Cardiff game. But first of all, a few things. Um, first of all, apologies for the terrible time this week. 4.30 on a midweek 
um, working day. I know a lot of people will miss this and we'll have to watch it back. Apologies for that. I've just been busy. And obviously, the parade was yesterday, so I couldn't do it yesterday. Little lad's got football training tonight. I'm working on on Thursday. Sorry, cricket training. And I'm working on Thursday. Um, so this was the only time I could do it. So first of all, apologies for that. But of course, the breaking news. Beckenbayer has signed for the Clarets. It's official. He is a Burnley player. Well, he already was, um, obviously, on loan. But now he is an official Burnley player and he has signed a four-year deal with the club. I'll just quickly pop it on your screen. There it is. So on the club web- website, it says, Bayer is a claret. Picture of him and Vinnie Comps there, as you can see. Um, Defender commits future at Turf Moor. Burnley Football Club are delighted to announce that we have activated the option to sign Jordan Bayer, who has agreed a four-year contract with the club. Speaking to Burnley Football Club's official website, the German defender said, I couldn't be happier at the moment, lifting the trophy on Monday winning the league and now set to become a claret on a permanent basis. I've enjoyed being here since the moment I stepped into this building. It feels like home to me. I love playing at Turf Moor and celebrating with the fans and hopefully there is more of that to come. Boys, uh, Sam, I'll go to you first because you're in that position on screen. Your thoughts on getting Jordan Bayer done nice and early? Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? He's been detrimental to the season. He's been the replacement that we wanted for Tarkovsky and me. He's come in and he's been incredible. He's shown us a new kind of centre-half that we're used to when we're used to body on the line, you know, blocking shots, big tackle. He comes in gracefully gliding across the pitch, carrying the ball into midfield, playing these killer passes. And yeah, he's he's a a brilliant, brilliant player and a, a fantastic first acquisition uh, for the summer after our transfer ban has finally been lifted. Yeah, yeah, fantastic signing. I mean, I always felt like it was going to happen, if I'm honest. It mm. never felt like that we wouldn't be in this position, that we wouldn't sign him. I mm. always felt that the club wanted him. He wanted to be here. And then there was reports in like February, March time when Munch and Gladbach officials were over. It's obvious what they were doing. It's obvious they were sorting out a move. Um, but Dan, your thoughts on Bayer committing his, his his future to the club and four years as well. Like we're gonna, if someone comes in for him in two years, we'll get a lot of money, mm-hmm. and he's not going to be leaving on a free anytime soon. That's okay. No, it's it's a tremendous signing. Like I say, four years, we're going to get some of his best years of his. Well, his up and coming best years as well. Um, we we literally spunk twelve million up the wall for Valvegos. We've paid an extra million for a defender that's going to be probably one of like a German stalwart. Uh, at some point, this is a guy who's just going to go on and and have a tremendous national career and fingers crossed a successful career with us at club level. But to get it done nice and early, solid enough, solid start, um, just keep that conveyor belt, conveyor belt running. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Because normally we leave it to the last day of the transfer window and we'll sign a has-been or a nobody, you know, like Daddy Drinkwater or Dale Stevens. But now we've got <laughs> it done like that the first day, I think, that the window's officially open or whatever, but the first day that we could have probably done it, because obviously Monday lifting the title, celebrating yesterday, obviously today they've got it sorted. It's just it's just different, isn't it, Sam? It's just it's just not like Burnley this, but it's it's great to see. It's it's the new regime just just in front of us, just unraveling day by day. And we've gone through this, you know, like we've gone through this incredible season because it is, we've we've had one of the wildest rides we'll all have as Burnley fans ever. This has been such a season, man. It's been so good. And, you know, to to have the celebrations of winning the title and then celebrating when we won it at Ewood and then, you know, you know, yesterday you've got the parade and then today to wake up and find out, you know, you've got, You've got your generational talent centre half, who's a young lad who has all the potential in the world to get better, and it's just testament to the regime because what we've done is rather than going in for players 26, 27, 28, where they're currently in the prime and then they get yeah. old by the time we sell them, we're buying players with the ability to self-sustain ourselves. So if Bayer does hit the heights that he's you know very capable of doing. We could yeah. very easily get 25, 30 million quid for him. And then, that, yeah. he's, he's and, and like you say, more than that. But then we've got Zeruri, we've got Benson, we've got, you know, if we can get Teller on a permanent basis, you know, he'll have sell on value. We've got other players like Cullen, who's easily, for me, you know, already a 15, 20 million pound centre, centre midfielder. I think it it's just testament to the whole regime, testament to what companies look for. And I just think it's absolutely unreal. I love it. 
I got halfway through that listening to you so seriously. I just remembered how you look at the minute and I just laughed halfway through it. <laughs> I like to come off because I do feel like I'm a bit of a lolly. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, but Dan, like like we'll say then, obviously, just to echo what Sam said, his ceiling, like, does he even have one? Like, I genuinely believe he'll be playing for Germany at a World Cup at some point, even be the captain of them. You know, he's, he's going to do very well in his career and he's going to reach the very top, in my opinion, is Bayer. Yeah, he is. He's, he'll be uh, obviously under 21's levels. I think ship sailed now that he's hit 22. But it wouldn't surprise me if already the you know the German national side is already quite young and in a, in a transitional period. So I think personally he'd slot straight in there. Um, maybe they'll want to see what he's like in a couple of prem games, but they'll realise how much of a solid rock he is. And uh, we, we, we've always seemed to have one, you know, from the likes of Stephen Colwell, Ben Mee. Yeah. And now on to Jordan Bayer being that like solid centre back that's uh, literally will live and breathe and die for the cause. Yeah, we've always got been at centre halves we can hang our hat on really at the club, haven't we? Obviously Tarky as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's been there's been some good ones over the last few years and and David Unsworth, well. <laughs> John McGreal. Hey. He's a legend. I used to love John McGreal. Yeah, uh, Burley Mundial's in the chat. He said he might be on later on. Um, it does it does mention the mug. That was, of course is. Buy Burnley Mundial. If you do want to get one, just head to the Burnley Mundial Twitter page. I'm sure all the links are on there as well. Uh, it, it is the best mug that I've ever had, let's be honest. There's no no better than that. It just reminds everybody that we won the league at Ewood Park. It's perfect. Uh, M. Max says, Teller announced tomorrow. Teller announced tomorrow, hopefully, mate. That would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, flyover Fred says Steve Davis, Mitchell Thomas as well. Yeah. Ian Cox, that's another one from back in my day as well. Um, King Arthur. King Arthur, he was more of a fullback though, weren't he? Or did he play centre back as well? I seem to remember him being on the right, but I might be wrong. Uh, my memory's not the best. I can barely remember what I had for breakfast, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously that's not the only bit of news we've had recently, though. Uh, we've all been there. We all felt guilty of our saying saying then that's the first bit of business done. Obviously, it wasn't really because the first bit of business was done three or four days ago, and that was, of course, the company contract. Companies committed to us. For five years, and again, I'll just get it up on your screen now. Hopefully, you can see it. Yeah, there you can. It, it, it is there. Um, but on the club website, it says, Vincent Company signs new contract. Clarets boss extends Turf Moorstay. Burnley Football Club is delighted to announce that manager Vincent Company has signed a new contract to extend his commitment with the club after a championship-winning year. Excuse me. In his first season in charge at Turf Moor, the manager has signed a new five-year deal after going to stay until at least 2028. I, lo I love the optimism. At least 2028. <laughs> uh, company confirmed his delight, saying Burnley and Turf Moor felt pretty much right from the start, so it also feels right to sign for the next five years. Together with the fans, we've made Turf Moor a fortress again and continue to look forward to the future and the job of making Burnley better with every step. Chairman and Don Alan Pace added, we are ecstatic, Vincent, at signed the new deal. He's a perfect perfect fit for Burnley, and how we all see Burnley Football Club moving forward, an extraordinary leader, setting ever higher standards and driving our club to the levels we all want to achieve. Burnley's promotion season as champions concludes at Turf Moor on Monday. That, that, so that don't need to read that bit. Um, but yeah, Sam, again, I'll start with you, because you're in that order. That's the best news of the summer that we could have, couldn't it? I, I, even if we sign Harwood, Bellis and Teller and everybody, like for me, the, the, the main thing was keeping company. Because let's not kid ourselves, like this time last year, people didn't want to come to Burnley. Uh, well, not this time, like, this time like 18 months ago. Players didn't want to come to Burnley. They were turning Burnley down when we were in the Premier League for clubs in the Championship. Um, but now companies come, you're getting people and young up-and-coming players from all over the continent wanting to play for Burnley. So for me, it was absolutely imperative that he stayed, and I'm absolutely delighted that he has. Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's it's it's, it's like I say, we we won't go through another period or another season like this as Burnley fans for a long time. There's been no negative at all this season. You can, I, I mean, even the five two against Sheffield United didn't even feel like that big of a deal. At you the just, time, I, mean, it, it, I felt like it turned into a positive that though. Yeah. Like, what I think what I mean is, like, everything has kind of all come to this really positive moment where in the last kind of week, we've not only had, like, you know, we knew we won the title, we won it at Ewood, and that was amazing. But this kind of last week has been, like, you've got your manager. Now you've got your centre-half. Now you're celebrating, uh, you know, now you're celebrating in Burnley Town Centre. Everybody getting involved, everybody enjoying yeah. it. Those scenes are incredible. Like, people, I mean, obviously, I know I'm I'm from Leeds, but people don't know the 
the effect that Burnley have on the community in Burnley and 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 the love that Burnley fans have for the club. It's a it's a town team and supporting your local team is a exactly huge that. thing. And and then to sign it off with having, you know, one of the best gaffers we've had in in donkey's years uh, for another five years. The the only question that you kind of ask now is is the narrative that we've all been talking about for the last couple of weeks of, you know, does he then take the Spurs job next year? Does a five-year deal kind of change that slightly? Is he committing a longer-term future at Burnley? Are we now no longer seen as a, as a stepping stone and maybe that thing eventually happens in maybe three or four years rather than, a you know, he'll do one season in the Premier League, we'll finish 16th or, you know, 15th and... and and he leaves the season after. I, I personally don't think it comes across like that now. Five-year deals are the hell of a big deal. Yeah, it is. It is. I agree. I, I feel like it, it is committing his future. And and if the unthinkable happens, and you know Pep leaves City, for example, uh, halfway through next season or at the end of next season, we're going to get a good sum for him um, if that happens. But at the minute, unless we don't move forward over the next two years. I don't see how he doesn't go to anybody that isn't Man City at the minute. I think the only place he would go right now yeah. is Man City. Um, yeah. And yeah, as as annoying as it would be if that happened, obviously we'd all understand it and, and respect that decision. But Dan, yeah, your thoughts on, on, on company signing a five-year deal, another one committing his future to the club. Yeah, I, I liked Pace's interview with uh, Radio Lancashire when he compared it to fancying the hottest girl in town. Um, and you re- you want to marry her, but yeah, everybody else wants to marry her as well. Um, I-, I loved how we sort of just used that and thought it was funny, cause, like trying to blend in with British culture by like, coming out with little euphemisms yeah. like that. Um, but it's true, it is true. There is going to be people trying to, you know, twist his hand left, right, and centre. Let's not forget the Belgium job came up pretty much straight away. Yeah. Um, you know, during all this success, and he said, "Not now, not the right time." He's going to turn his back on his nation right at this moment in time. Then clearly, he's not going to turn his, he's not going to turn around and go, ah, oh, yeah, there's a job there, poison chalice. Do I go? Mm, let me think about it. Like, nah, why? Like, you, this success yeah. here, we've seen it with many other managers, like say Lampard and Gerrard and stuff, and yeah. it's just not worked out. So don't bite the hand that feeds you. Build a legacy. Um, you know, we've always had managers that have had good longevity as well at this club. They've not just been turfed in and out, you know. No offense, Watford, but unintended absolutely. turf. Yeah, um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't think of that. Didn't think of that. Um, but no, it, it's absolutely buzzing. Absolutely buzzing with this news. Um, and you could see it yesterday at the parade how much he loved it. You know, he really wanted to say beating, you know, the uh, the bastards, but he couldn't bring himself to do it in case uh, he got a Barnsley oh, fan. We made a Lancashire, weren't it? Yeah. Um, so. He just gets it. Everything with company clicks. And when we all thought that this is a guy who'd probably only come in if we stayed up, but, you know, we confirmed him as manager after relegation, it was almost like, ah, right, okay. I don't know what Pace has told him, like what bullshit he's he's told, but clearly he's he's, he's twisted somebody's arm behind the back for a little guy. Um, And, yeah, he's just, he's worked wonders. Everything at the club at the moment it's just mashing perfectly, and yeah. uh, it's it's just the, probably the best ride as a Burnley fan uh, that I've probably been on for a long time. Yeah, um, just to go on um, to what you said there, um, I, I, does this does this? In my opinion, it it must mean that Pace has sat him down and gone, "Look, we're very happy with your work." I think he signed a four five year deal anyway. Yeah. So the the fact that he's committed again is obviously. The fact that Pace has said, "Look, we're gonna back you." I think, I think that the, the reading between the lines here, I think, I think, I think we can look at it and say, Pace has said, "Look, we've got this in reserve or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or whatever, and, and, and we're gonna back you." Um, and he's obviously had a pay rise in it as well. Um, but yeah, Sam, I just think looking between the lines, maybe he's actually going to be backed again. Like obviously, he was backed it in the first transfer window and, and January, of course. But it's yeah. looking like he's going to be back again. I, I think. I think if Pace had turned around and said, "Look, we don't have any money, we're fucked," I mm-hmm. think. I think Vinny might have gone. Well, maybe I might go Tottenham then. But the fact that he's 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 committed, I think reading between the lines probably mm-hmm. says that Pace is going to back him again. I think it's quite clever from Pace as well. The timing of, in which he's done it. He's he's kind of, you know, he's got to company when um, when we're in a in a position where 
there's literally no negative whatsoever. There's there's nothing negative you can even look at. Like if you go to Vincent Company in like two months' time, where you've got the squad, Teller's gone back and stuff, and you're seeing a couple of the loan players going, you're needing to fill those spots, and then Alan Pace is like, oh well, we've got this amount of money, and it's yeah. gone for him when we've won a title, we're in the middle of a parade, you know, like we're about to do a parade around, you know, we've just won the league at Ewood, like it's brilliant timing from Pace, just go have an extra year in your contract, have the money that you deserve, and I'm going to back you with funds. I do totally agree with that. I do think that Vincent Company is not stupid. Like, yeah. you know, um, Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard, with the greatest respect to Steven Gerrard, because I, I I do like Rangers, There's it, winning the league at Rangers and then coming to the Premier League is like, it's it's no, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just, it's, it is nowhere near the same. Frank Lampard had one of the most expensive championship teams of all time and mm. still couldn't win via the playoffs. Like, these managers have done the wrong thing by taking too big of a jump. What company has the ability to do now is say, okay, I'm here. Other people want me. You can clearly see that. Show me what you think I'm worth. Or he'll say, this is what I think I'm worth. Show me what you think I'm worth. Yeah. If you can give me 60, 70 million pounds to spend in the summer to make this squad Premier League ready with the players that you've brought me from last season who have improved the squad dramatically and have the potential and upside to be even better than they were this year as well, we can really do something with this team. And you can keep adding building blocks. And if, say, Zeruri, Benson have a good season next season and they're really good and you get 25, 30 million quid for them and then you go and then reinvest that money in and spend 15 million quid on somebody else... It's a self-sustaining environment, something that we haven't been used to in the back in the past. And the other thing I will say is sometimes under the Dice regime, because of the style of football, you have to cater to the style of football that he wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah. Buying players for 16, 17 million quid was never what we were going to do anyway, especially when you're not going to spend 15, 16 million quid on Robbie Brady because you can get him for pennies. Like, and that's yeah. the player we wanted. So if that's who we want, go get it. We don't spend that bad money now. Company's got higher aspirations, and and I think I think we will. He will prove that those aspirations need to be met. And I think we'll have a good season next season. And I, and I am so excited for this summer. My God, some of these links are going to be mad, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I I used to post links on Turfcast because when we'd get like two or three a month. But now there's that many that I don't even bother because mm. it's constantly changing, constantly updating. And I just feel like I'm spamming people's feeds. Like there's other pages that do it. So I'll just leave them to it. But I just mm. caught me off. So I, it's mad. We're just not going to keep up. But obviously, Dan, you said there we might end up spending 60, 70 million. There's a comment here from Chris P saying, could we end up spending 80 mil this summer? Dan, what 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 do you think? Like in not necessarily in terms of expenditure, but obviously we can all have a guess. But it's a bit, bit of a stab in the dark if we're honest. But what do you think we're going to do in the summer? Like types of player, how much we're going to spend? What do you think we're going to do? We've got to we've got to share up some of these loan players first and foremost. Yeah. People that have already been in the club know what we're about. Yeah, you know if if he's gone, if Pace has turned to him and said, "Right, you're allowed three out of the five. That, or however many it is we've got, he's going to pick his three that he wants or whatever, and we'll try and do everything. We all know Teller's probably going to be the hardest one to bring in. It's going to have to be somewhat structured financial-wise mm-hmm. um, that will still be beneficial to Southampton, but still favours us in a way. Um, one of the things, I, again, going back to what Pace said at the start, Pace said that company is one of those guys who said, forget about the infrastructure of Turf Moor. Turf Moor is intimidating as it is don't don't keep adding a lick of paint to it the money for that will eventually come in itself you know let's put the money on the pitch and in t- internally it'll it'll start re- like you know uh, reinvesting itself so i like i like that because we've not usually had that it's, we've usually been rooting down the back of the sofa for change to buy players yeah. um I do expect not a major overhaul, but we are going to have, like you say, we did get a bulk of loan players, so we are going to have to get a few permanents in. Um, the loan market is completely different in the Premier League. You can't just get about six or seven and hope that it works. Um, I am looking forward to it. Like I say, there is going to be some sort of overhaul in positions. Uh, I think there's a tweet going around regarding Taylor Harwood Bellis and what he's wrote, um, saying I'll always be a claret and, th- and thanks for this season, which almost says that he's probably going back to City. Um, 
But then yet again, look at some of the signs we made in the summer. Alder Kill, uh, Ekdal, yeah, starting to sort of come into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, the main concern is up, up top. That's where we need somebody. That's where we need someone big time. And if that means we have to go and spend 20 to 25, 30 million on a goal scorer, some, you know, let's let's chance your arm. Why not? Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think I don't think it's going to be like eighty million quid. I, th- I think it's going to be a few bits here and there. I don't think the squad needs a major overhaul, like you've just said. You know, we've got a very good squad. Only four teams in the history of the championship have reached over hundred yeah. points, um, and I think all three of the previous ones, obviously, we're the fourth have finished 16th or higher. Um, so there's, there's no need for a major rebuild. There's no need to go out and spend 80 million quid. We've already been playing, uh, sorry, been um, buying people with the idea of, of of the Premier League coming up. As you mentioned, we've got brought in Ekdal, Aldakil, you know, Foster. He may or may not be good enough at the minute, but, you know, he's clearly been players that we've brought in ready for the Premier League. So I don't think we'll see like a massive, massive amount of signings coming in. Yes, we'll have to replace the loan players. I, I think obviously Dervis Alblu will go. Um, yeah. I, I, Ian, I like him, but um, I, I, he's the lowest priority for me. Uh, Teller, I would have been top priority. Uh, then Bayer. Then only because I've 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 resigned myself to losing Taylor Howard Bellis. Then Ian. So now we've got Bayer. Get Teller sorted. If we can get Ian, happy days. If not, you'll get you'll get an okay left back for you know less than twenty million. Do we um, do we even look at, at, at Ian and just say to him, uh, uh, sort of like, you know, we'll take you on loan again, knowing that you've only got one year left on your contract at Chelsea. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, then we, it's we, up to then it's up to you. You know, it's another yeah. season of nurturing him as a player. Um, okay, yes, at the start of the season he'd have been probably one of the top names on priority, but as the season's gone on, he's sort of dwindled down the pecking order a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. you know, who knows? I mean, and then we could get him on a free. Yeah, know, which is. Obviously, win, Chelsea, win. Chelsea will be very reluctant to do that. You, you would think that Chelsea, if they are going to let him go, they'll, they'll assess him this summer and then be like, right, he's yeah. not good enough. We'll, we'll make some money off him and then, then we might be able to sign him. Um, but Teller, for me, I, I, th- I think it, I think he's the main one. Um, but according to research, he says the Athletic says Ian Martin's a priority, but I, I just think Teller just gives us something different and there's a reason why uh, when he wasn't playing, you know, we, we had quite a few draws and stuff, in my opinion. But... Um, that's just me. I, I love Teller. I think he's, he's one of my favourite players. But um, yeah, it's going to be a busy summer, but probably not as busy as, as as some people are suggesting with the fact that I don't think it needs to be that busy, personally. I, I just think a few more additions here and there and we will be fine. Um, but anyway, it is the full-time show. We're 26 minutes in. We haven't even mentioned Cardiff City. Um, well, yeah, they were a game yeah, we had a game on Monday, didn't we? And before before I want to before before I want to mention that match, there was a Preston fan in the chat earlier. Um, he was actually the first person to, to put a comment in as we were live. Did he get, get lost? Uh, yeah. Well, this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. I, I do want to say to him, if you're still in the chat, Preston boys, whatever you're called, um, thank you very much for throwing your game on Monday because that's clearly what they did. They had no intention of 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 playing any football in that game. They threw it knowing that it was screw Blackburn Rovers over because even if Blackburn had a beat Millwall, which of course he did in the end, um, thanks to Preston completely chucking that game, um, they didn't get in the playoffs. So Preston boys, if you're still in the chat, which I don't think you are, um, thank you very much for that. So um, yeah, we've we've got Mike Green in the chat. Uh, I think he's a Newport fan, if I remember rightly. Yeah, um, he is, yeah. You know more than me, Dan. Um, but um, yeah, obviously we smashed Cardiff at the weekend. Um, Sam, I'll start with you. Um, Decent enough game, but I weren't really there for the game, so I weren't overly bothered about the result. Obviously, I'd rather win. I'm buzzing we got over 100 points. I'm buzzing that we we, we we beat them so comfortably, but we never really got out of second gear, did we? But we never really needed to. They were quite poor. We were just better than them, and in the end, it was a comfortable win. They've been one of the worst sides in the division for a reason this season. They can't score goals. They don't have a yeah. goal for it. They don't have creative enough players. They haven't got uh, they haven't got the greatest manager in the world, in my opinion. I don't think, and especially because have they changed the manager like twice this year already? I think yeah, I think they're on the third manager yeah. this season. Like, yeah. I mean, you know that that's that's a sign of the total opposite of what we're we, we've been used to this season is yeah. the change and. And, and all that type of stuff. It, it has an effect on players and the styles of play and all that kind of stuff. It gets kind of jumbled in your head. Um, but, I mean, you know, when you, when you go into those games, we are the best team in the division. Like, we are. 
and yeah. we 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 comfortably beat a poor side as we should have done, and it was just brilliant to get over 100 points because I feel like the team deserved it. I feel like we deserved the over 106 points anyway, but yeah, I, I agree. Redden have yeah. been relegated, so hilarious, lads. Well done, you've kept your thing, but whatever. Ta-ra, bye-bye. <laughs> um, but no, Cardiff, Cardiff, Cardiff were a poor team this season. I don't think there can be any worse next season, to be fair, but you know we won't really be watching, so unlucky. Bye. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Dan, your thoughts on the match? Like Solent Clarets uh, is in the chat. Solent stats, uh, as we should say, uh, they had ten shots, none on target, and there were a few half chances they had where they they get to the edge of the box and they'd have a shot, but it'd always go high, wide, and handsome, wouldn't it? Like, and and that just kind of backs up what Sam's saying there. Is they're just not very good, and and they don't have a goal scorer. But um, yeah, a comfortable win. Take it all day long. Yeah, yeah. It, to be, to be honest, I, it it was one of them where. Just, just go out and play football. The result will take care of itself. We, there's, there's not. If anything, we had more to play for than them anyway. They had not to play for. Uh, we, yeah. if we wanted that hundred points, could you know, we could have had more than three in that game easily, easily. Um, but it's just everything that was surrounding the day. It was more of a like just a celebration than a match day. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? It was, you know, it, was a, it was a good bar to Barnes. It was a good bar to a few. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you could just see how much everyone was just enjoying it. Yeah. Just the atmosphere from the get-go, from the DJ in half an hour beforehand to the party afterwards, to the point where me and me and my missus were the last two people in the Jimmy Mac Upper to leave. And we had to, we got kicked out by one at security. And when we got down to the bottom at gate, the security wasn't there. So we had to go back upstairs to try and unlock down the bottom so we could actually get out the stadium. Um <laughs> But it's it was just one of those. It was just a day to remember, isn't it? Really, um, you, you've been told you've got to sing "God Save the King." You you're coming up against Welsh opposition. Yeah, that was yeah. Nice. It just it was just hilarious. Uh, a that cracking was. day out. Yeah, I mean, I know I know Mike's Welsh in the chat, so he'll have something to say about that. But it, it was quite funny how the Cardiff fans were trying to boo it and. Obviously, I'm in the Jimmy Max, so I'm at the opposite end, but I could only very slightly hear their boos. And I'm, like, I'm just thinking that's brilliant that we're just drowning out their boos. Next to them in the cricket field end, maybe, you know, it might have been a lot louder. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it was quite funny. Um, obviously, quite a few um, side stories in the game as well. Main one, Sam, start with Ashley Barnes. Brilliant of him to get that goal, wasn't it? Like, it was just one of them things. Like, I remember when Brownell scored the first, I kind of like, half missed it because I was looking at the foul or what I thought was a foul at the time on their player and I'm thinking like what's going on I'm looking at the ref and next thing you know is I'm just looking as Brownhill's tapping it in and I said to my dad I'm like oh is that Barnes is that Barnes I don't know I don't know and as he looks I was like it Brownhill so I was just buzzing I'm like waiting for Barnes to score so when he scored I was absolutely buzzing and again I jumped up and me and my dad just went Barnes yes that buzzing I couldn't be happier for that man that he scored I absolutely love him he's an absolute legend um and what a way to sign off, lifting the trophy, scoring a goal, playing very well and getting a, a massive standing ovation when he got subbed off to chance of you'll always be a claret. Someone in the chat put uh, put in earlier, uh, got quite emotional when Barnes were doing his speech yesterday. I think I was yeah. more emotional when he was being taken off. The little kid in front of me, I know I mentioned it on the 60 second review, bless him, but there's three kids that sit in front of me with the mum. Um, and he was bawling his eyes out. Like I, I realised after Barnes had gone off, we all sat back down, and he's like that. I'm like, is he all right? And he's going, <laughs> like, just bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, I felt it. I'm like, mate, our world up to be fair. So, what a way to sign off for Barnes, Sam. Yeah, it's every single claret wanted that. Everybody wanted that. The occasion needed it. Like you know, players like him don't come round very often for clubs where it's it's not the new thing in football. It just isn't people committing the futures to one club and staying with one club for so long. Like he's been with us for nearly 10 years. He's mm. given us some amazing moments. I mean, that overhead kick against West Brom, you know, scoring against Wigan, like, you know, brilliant moment. That, even that goal against Spurs a couple of years ago when he wasn't even a starter, like one of the best goals I've ever seen. Yeah, like, he, just, he just twatted it, didn't he? From yeah, like, he just oh, absolutely thundercut. Unreal, was but... Yeah, no, honestly, just good player. Um, really going to miss one of the old guard not being there because as good as this new regime has been, it's nice to have brought some of the old guard along with it. It's like Cork, Rodriguez, they've also been in this moment now as well. They see the direction the club's going in, so it is amazing. Uh, I can't lie if, if I'd say that I also didn't shed a tear. Like, the, the guy has 
like I say, he's given us some unbelievable moments and it's, it's a shame in a way that he is going, but obviously yeah. it is time to move on to the next thing, you know, for him and for us. And, but yeah, the occasion, the occasion deserved it. And I tell you what, good finish and all, isn't it? I mean, it, it bounces up finish. and across it. So Absolutely. Thunderstrike, wasn't it? Yeah. Dan, your thoughts then on, on Barnes? Obviously, I know we're all gutted he's leaving, but at the same time, kind of understand it. But, but what a way to sign off. Yeah. I mean, it's just the perfect story. Everyone's writing him off at the start of the season. He's not going to be able to adapt. He's come on in games and everyone's like, see, told you. But he even admitted it the other day, didn't he? And he said, everyone yeah. knew at Sunderland I was crap. And, and then he, you know, at that point, he told himself he had to lace his boots up, get going again. And then after writing his name in Burnley folklore with and, and near enough a hat-trick against uh, the inbreds, then clearly it's uh, it's always nice, isn't it? It's always yeah. nice. Always I mean, nice. But it were an absolute real strike. Just, just, in, just instinctive as well. Instinctive yeah. just to think, you know what, nah, I don't even really need to hit it. I just yeah. need to lift yeah. my boot and just let the ball cushion it because it's ricocheting here. And keeper had no chance. Great yeah, finish I mean, and uh, deserving of the occasion. It's, yeah. it's, we, we all sat here early in the season and all slated him. Like every Burnley fan was saying he wasn't good enough. I remember I was gutted like when when he was starting against Blackburn. Like I was I was hoping because I'm thinking <laughs> Jay's been better. You know Jay's been better this season. I want Jay and obviously Jay being a Burnley lad, I'm thinking Jay'd really want to play against these and score against these. He'd be really really up for it. I remember when I seen the team. I was gutted. I'm like, no, not Ash. No, he's been dreadful all season. But that was the turning point, weren't it, Sam? Like, it was fantastic in that game. And then it just, it just got, it just went from strength to strength in the season. And I think, I don't know, I do still agree with the decision to let him go because um, mm. obviously it's going to get even tougher next season. But I think if he'd been playing as he was towards the end of the season, all season, I think it might have been a different story a little bit, maybe another year, something like that. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, Go back to that uh, full-time show for the 3-0 at home. I said it there. I said on the day that I think he's the best person for the occasion. He mm. needs somebody that's just going to throw themselves about, rile himself up to the situation, get everybody else pumped up for it. And he was literally... I know, like, form from beforehand, like, even I was saying in the games before, he doesn't have a place in the team. So I can hold my hands up and say I was totally wrong with that. But for that game, he absolutely... Deserved to be in the lineup because Jay would have been, in my opinion, too soft for the occasion. He wouldn't have held the ball up well, I don't think. I don't yeah. think he'd have thrown himself around as much. And I think having that in the first 15 minutes of the game and shoving people and moving them about and then absolutely decking Kaminsky into the back at night was absolutely hilarious. That, that is legendary. It's it's unbelievable. And I, and I just think for him to bow out, bow out with the goal is, is brilliant. You could feel the emotion in the strike. And then the celebration to match afterwards, he really genuinely felt like he needed to sign off with that. And, and I mean, credit to him, unbelievable professional. All the players and staff talk so highly of him. And you don't get that in football if it's not true. People just wouldn't mention your name. Your name wouldn't be on the end of people's tongue. He is well-respected around Burnley yeah. between company and all the players. So, honestly, I couldn't be happier for him. I really couldn't. I wish him all the best. I'm yeah. going to have to start paying for a TV license when he does, goes on Strictly, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to admit that, mate. <laughs> um, I paid yeah, for it anyway. I was just in jet. <laughs> you know what they're like, though. Yeah, he's, he's a legend, though, isn't he, Dan? Like he says there, a comment from Harry on screen, absolute legend. Probably yeah. the biggest legend at the club in the last, what, I mean, 15 years, 20 years, like, going back to Turnant days. I think Turnant's probably a, a similar standard in terms of legend. Obviously, some people would argue Dash, but I think with Dash being at Everton at the minute, maybe when Dash retires and he isn't managing another club at the minute, yeah, we'll, we'll probably see him at that level. But um, we might feel the same when, when, when Barnsley goes to, to Norwich, but I doubt it. But, um, but I yeah, agree I, with all. He's just a massive legend, though, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Turnant thing is it's a perfect, perfect, um, I nearly said aneurysm, uh, euphemism. Um, <laughs> analogy, uh, that, yeah, whatever analogy. you want, definitely, an definitely analogy, not man. an aneurysm, anyway. Um, but obviously, <laughs> you know, he's Barnes is leaving on a high, um, and a cha- during a period where the club is in a, is in change. That's when Turnant left. Turnant left at the time where the club thought, now nah, we need to go in a different direction. Um, and yeah, I mean, there has been many greats. You know, we'll always talk about Vox and, and other people yeah. amongst it. But Barnes has just been an ever-present. 
you know, if you was to ask somebody who didn't even know football, one of the first things they'd say, if you say, name a Burnley player, they'd probably say Barnes, because he's one of the ones that has been around for so long. He's practically just there. You know, he, he exists, he's there. Um, it's, it is sad to see him go, like, like you two said, it, you know, watching him come off that standing ovation. Yeah, that, that was emotional. It, it, it was emotional. It were a really emotional moment. And I can understand why that kid were crying. I mean, that, that child's probably not used to the fact of, or just getting used to what a transfer window feels like when you, yeah. you love a player and they leave and things like that. But yeah, um, he's, a, he's a little what he's done for this club. As well, to yeah. be fair. So I do feel sorry for digging him out a bit, except twice I've mentioned it. And I've seen him on I've seen him on the page in front of me before, so I think I think he does pay attention to it. Um, so, mate, if you're watching this and you're embarrassed, I, I am sorry, but I'm not mentioning your name because I don't know it. Um, so no one knows. <laughs> um, but yeah, the reason why I use the San, the Stan Turner aneurysm, I mean, I mean analogy, um, <laughs> is because when he, when he was leaving, I remember, obviously we were here for six years, so a little bit, a little bit less. Uh, well, obviously Stan played for us as well. Um, a long, long time before he was manager. Um, but I remember Stan walking around the pitch on his last day, just bawling his eyes out, just absolutely bawling his eyes out. And I was probably about that, no, a bit older than that kid, but I was again welling up and it, and it was just, that was very emotional. And it felt similar. It felt similar. But um, what a way to sign off. Getting a goal, lifting a trophy, and in typical Burnley fashion, as Solid Clarence says, getting the man of the match, but announcing his fucking number wrong. That couldn't be any more Burnley. <laughs> yeah. And then what a way to respond to it. Ashley Barnes is number, is number 10. One of my favourite chant of the season. I was laughing my head off when we were chanting that. But, um, it, it yeah. decent. but they, let's not forget as well, you know, he, he didn't care when he was talking to the media and he's just like, yeah, it was good to get a result over the bastards. And he's, yeah, that he's, one, he's just, it made you feel like this guy is one of us. He's not yeah. just a footballer that plays for your club. He lives and breathes for the football club. He yeah. gets it, yeah. It gets I, think, it. I think that's one of the best things. I, I mean, in my opinion, of supporting a club like Burnley is if you support teams like Liverpool and things like that, your history is embedded in a time where if you're a younger fan, you don't actually remember it. So you're witnessing all the, in the, in the current era, sellers of the world getting 300 grand a week who couldn't even really care less to have a photo with you, who don't really show any kind of, you know, love for Liverpool and the thing, the, the things around the club. We feel like a really together club now. And because it's a town team and it's a, and it's a, you know, and we're a lesser club in comparison to these to these huge European powerhouses. Like you, you just you just you feel so together, and it's just so mad because we've had like one of the rides of his lives, and we're going into next season with like a manager on a five year deal, an owner who cares, who has a laugh, who's getting used to the you know English culture, who's coming in, and you know we yeah. we, have, we have a documentary, like we're Burnley, we've got a documentary on telly. What is that? <laughs> This is everything comes down to this perfect season. Like I say, you've got Ashley Barnes bowing out, you've got Bayer signing, and everything just feels great. And like you say, he just feels like a Clarets fan, and it's so nice to have players feel like that. And yeah, yeah. you feel it as a fan as well. Yeah. I agree. It's going to be a sad time, especially if he does sign for Norwich, which uh, the rumours are suggesting that is the case. I don't have any inside info, um, but uh, that is looking like he's, he's, he's going. It's a strange uh, one, that though, isn't it? Because he said he'd rather stay up north. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then... well, obviously, obviously, he's probably just assessing his options at the minute. If a northern yeah. club comes in, I, I presume it, he'll go to them, provided it's not you know someone like Oldham or whatever. Because um, mm. at the same time, <laughs> he'll probably want to stay quite high up the leagues and, and Norwich... Yeah. They're going to want to be challenging next season, so it might be a good place for him to go. But uh, it might be a bit of a trek, and, and he'd have to, he'd have to get a, a hotel or something like that. Blackpool would have been a good option. Blackpool I know they've gone to League One, but Blackpool yeah. would have been I, decent. I mean, yeah, I, I think Plymouth would be a good option as well, but it's a similar problem. Yeah, going back to his roots. Quite well, yeah. I thought Rotherham would be a good fit for him as well because obviously yeah, they don't yeah. Google, but it's close by and they've stayed yeah. up, and free transfers will be what they're looking at, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of people keep suggesting pressing. Uh, John's just said it there, and Chris has said it there. Like, I, I don't like pressing. Like, I, I'm sorry, but I, I grew up at a time when we didn't play Blackburn yeah. very much, and I still look at pressing's results. And if I see them get dicked, I think good. I've that. <laughs> so I, I don't want him to go to Preston. It'll, it won't ruin his legacy. He'll still always be a legend. Um, but for me, uh, not Preston. Uh, Nathan's joined us now. He keeps messing with his phone, so I don't know if he's available yet to come in. If you're available, mate, just give us a thumbs up, and I'll bring you in. Um, uh, so yeah, there's no thumbs up there, so I don't think he can hear us yet. But I do want to talk about Twine as well. Um, obviously, he's played a bit recently, 
um, come into the game, obviously started at the weekend. Did Sorry, on Monday. Did okay, but had them two chances before his free kick that he ballooned over the bar. And then I remember saying, the guy next to me, uh, not my dad, the other way, he was saying, I don't think he's got his shooting boots on today. And then when he got that free kick, oh, this is Barnes territory, this. My dad was like, twine time, twine time. And obviously he just puts it in, perfect free kick. Um, absolutely fantastic. I will bring Nathan in now, Nathan. Hopefully you can hear me. But Sam, your thoughts on, on Scott Twine and how he played, mate? Hello, Nathan. You all right? Hello. How do I think with Twine, it's just good to have a player who can take a free kick. It's just, it's just I mean, I know Goodman yeah. can take a set piece, but he takes a set piece like I've never seen before. Like he is, he's a dead ball specialist. He's so good at him and... To be fair, I do think out of all the players that, you know, have been like fringe players this season, I do think he's at the top end of it. I do think he's got yeah. a lot of ability to grow. However, I do think the Premier League may be a bit of a too big of a step up for right now. I think, yeah, I think it might be too physical for him. I yeah. think the might be too strong for him and the midfielders might be too strong for him. Like I say, plus you can't go off of like set pieces in the game because like if you're playing 90 minutes and he's getting shoved off at ball all the time and then yeah. all we get is one free kick and, and he doesn't score it's like it's just a bad performance then so yeah no I agree um, I did think he's been better recently Nathan we'll bring you in because obviously you're, you're fresh you're new um, only got about 14 minutes left mate hopefully that's all right um, <laughs> that's all right uh, your thoughts on, on Twine and how he played in this free kick please yeah yeah I've been listening to it sure it's great sure um, good chats, but um, yeah, Twine. I thought he were. I thought he played. That was one of his better games, minus the like five pot shots into Jimmy McLaughlin that nearly killed him away at field there. But um, you could just tell he was desperate. You know, he was desperate for the the goal. Uh, he was trying and trying and trying. You could really, really sense that he wanted to to get one. And yeah, I was I was happy for him that he got one, especially such a good free kick like that. Um, he hit it so well, didn't he? Yeah, it's, it's so good at the minute though, Dan. Like it, it, it seems to score the harder ones. The closer they are, and everyone's like, ah, it's a bit close. Like, he won't get that up and down. And and it's it, it, if anything, it, it went down too much. I remember seeing it on, on the on the replays. I'm like, a, a good keeper could have probably saved that because it wasn't right in the top in. It had come down quite a bit. Um, but he's just yeah. so good at getting it up and down, isn't it? Yeah, like I say, that angle, the one that he scored what a, a month a month or so back as well, was pretty much. Very similar, similar area. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you do think that it's too close in. And not just that, but everybody, Jimmy Mack, probably yourself as well, you could see that wall was over the line. Their wall was stood over the line as well. And everyone was shouting, whoa, like, ref sorted out. Obviously, ref plan is about as usual when it comes to the turf. Um, you need to send him your specs, Sam. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, honestly, they just... It, it, it's... How do I put it? Like I say, it's them chances for me. If he if he can bury them, then everything will be fine with him. But I, I think he's yeah. one of the players that will probably get shipped out on loan next year for me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I I think I think he'll remain a fringe player. Um mm-hmm. and and maybe we'll we'll test him in the in the first half of the season and see if he's got stronger. Um, mm. And hopefully, Sam, um, it's one of them things, though, isn't it? Like, uh, you were just saying then he needs to get stronger. And mm. I, I agree, I think he needs to get on the creatine and the steaks or whatever. Or, as Martin says in the chat, the pot noodles. I'm not sure that'll work, mate. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it, it's worth remembering as well, he had an injury, didn't he, Sam? Like, he had an injury yeah. in the early start of the season. He missed, what, like, the first three, four months? Mm. And as Chris says here, um, if he didn't have the injury at the start of the season, I think he would have been a key player. So I think he's been a lucky this season. Like, yeah, I think I've forgotten about the injury then until Chris mentioned it. So it's worth mentioning, isn't it? And, and maybe would be a lot further ahead if he didn't have that injury. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I don't think. I, I also don't think I'm going to incorporate pot noodles into my uh, into my diet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Martin, don't don't be giving advice like that. I won't, I won't be pot noodles is not the way forward, mate. Um, no, the 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 injury was a was a huge thing for where Scott Twine was because we brought him in, in, in my opinion, as like the marquee signing. I, I, I've said it so many times this podcast, I don't want to bore you again by saying it again, but literally when, when we bought Scott Twine, it felt like that was the real sign of intent of where we wanted to go. Yeah. I said, any club with any ambition in the championship this season, you go out, you buy a league one player of the season, Scott Twine, he's bagged so many goals from all over the place and he, he will win his games. 
that injury, you know, I mean, you saw it in the Huddersfield game and that free kick that he, that he posts with. Yeah, like, first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a sign of where he was going. So, like, yeah. oh, is it the post this game? Next game, Betty bags it. Like, Betty yeah. plays better. And I think in some of the later games in the season, I think he's a very intelligent footballer. I think when he plays in that in that number 10 position, he's got the ability to play through the lines. Like, for example, um, the uh, the goal that uh, we got with, who did we play? Bristol City. Um, when, you know, they made the mistake, put it inside. And first time, without any hesitation, some players take a touch and then survey. He literally saw Rodriguez running, just played it first time through. That's yeah. a clever footballer. So, yeah. I, but I do agree. The, the strength thing for me is a difficult one. I think, I just think, regardless of how good he is in other areas, and there are players out there that, you know, have a lot of ability and can do well in the Premier League, I just think his strength, is, is a huge factor in that position and how we play. He's going to yeah. receive the ball with his back to goal a lot. And Premier League yeah. defenders are so clever, they can just get in front of him. So I'd like to see him go out on loan. I think he deserves a time to develop. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, I think I think going on loan would be a decent move for him. But uh, we all know what the Bayern Munich um, training regime is like. I don't know if you've all seen the memes. Harry says, send him to Bayern Munich for a few months. He'll soon put on some timber. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure he's at that level either yet. But um, yeah, I, I agree with the lads. He's good. He's a very good technical player. Um, he, he's proven that. Um, but uh, again, I just I just feel like it's a, a bit more strength. He could have a massive summer, uh, a massive summer, and he'll end up turning up like Adi Akinbaye, just built like a brick shit out. Um, <laughs> I think he might lose some technical ability if he's that big. But um, yeah, I think I th- I, so, someone made it. Uh, just, it's there, actually. Fly over Fred says nine subs next year. So I think that's going to be another part of the reason why he might stay as well, depending mm-hmm. on how many people we're bringing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nathan, um, I know you... Uh, well, Neil's not here, so you can stand in for Neil as a president of the Munich fan <laughs> Um, but that nutmeg as well. Like he played well for a start. I think he made one decent save, I remember rightly. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if it were going on target, actually, because Solent did say there were no shots on target earlier. But I seem to be making a decent save. And obviously, he made the nutmeg as well. Like He's just calmness, isn't it? Personified. He's just, like, he gives the people around me, not me so much now, but the people around me, all the old guys around me, like heart attacks, I'm sure, three times yeah. in the game. But to do, that's why he does it. He's, players were running onto him, just calmly, outside of his foot as well, I think it was. Just makes the on running attacker yeah. just sensational. It, it's just another reminder that being keeper is just his, his second position. His first position is the eleventh outfield player. That, yeah. That's his role. That's what company plays. He's, he's the eleventh outfield player. That it's another person that the centre halves can play the ball back to and trust just as much as Cullen, as Barnes, as anyone else in that team. And he backs it up. You know, it, to be honest, you could put him in a in a Claren blue shirt and stick him in midfield, and I think he'd do a job. You know, yeah. that, that, you know, that nutmeg, it, when it, it, it came to him quite late, that pass, and then he like dillied on the ball a little bit, and I thought, and I, and I didn't worry. And then the player closed him down, and he waited and waited and waited and waited to the very last second, so there was enough space behind that player, just popped it through his legs. That wasn't like a panicked thing, he wasn't like just winging it. It was all intentional, he was drawing the player in as close as possible to make the space behind him, to pass him the ball, so then we could turn on and go on the attack, but... He's, he's grown like so, like leaps and bounds this season. His command of the area's got better. Um, his concentration in the game's got better, I find. And it, it, it usually took him like the length of the game to grow into it. But he's starting like his performance is up there from like minute one, as it, before it usually took to like minute sixty to sort of like step into the game. But I think you know he's come on leaps and bounds, and he's going to be like a number one asset for us next season. I think. Yep, I agree. Sam, uh, comment here from Harry says, How much has Murich improved at coming to collect the ball now? So much more commanding. Yeah, he did it quite well at Blackburn, he did it quite well at Bristol City, uh, again, did it quite well at Cardiff. He's come on leaps and bounds, hasn't he? Like, we, we knew he was good with the ball at his feet, as Nathan was just saying there. Like, he's better than some midfielders at, uh, in the championship with the ball yeah. at his feet. Um, but he's he's actually turned like the, the one weakness he had was coming out and collecting crosses. Look, he was yeah. an okay shot stopper. Obviously, nowhere near the level of Pope at shot stopping, but okay. But then pretty poor at coming collecting crosses. But after that Sheffield United defeat, obviously, I think that's where it was highlighted. Um, but as as the season's gone on, he's actually become quite good at collecting the crosses, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. I think Murich deserves so much credit for how well he's ended up doing this season. You know, mm. the, the, even like with the clean sheets, he's been a, a pivotal part of it. Some of the games he's made big saves in to keep that yeah. clean sheet. He's, but he's 
most pivotal role in our team is his distribution. It's it's disgusting. How he can have a goalkeeper who can pass like Andre Perlo is, is absolutely <laughs> <laughs> like we, But the, the, the main thing for me is like it, it was systematically a huge change in the squad anyway. We've gone from hoofball to playing out from the back, playing as a collective and moving through the stages. And that is going to take time for, to, for fans to come around to. Especially yeah. fans from the older generation who are used to that type of football. This, uh, this kind of, it almost felt like the first couple of games. It almost felt like people were getting used to it, and then it was like, bang! The Blackpool game. He's made a mistake. There you go. I told yeah. you. I told you it yeah. doesn't work. No, it doesn't make sense. You, uh, the season's such a long process. We've played however many games, and he's a huge part of it. And I think he's definitely. Cemented that number one spot for next season. I think oh, he's yeah. a goalkeeper. And, yeah. and like you say, so. the catching crosses was a huge part of it. I thought at the earliest stage of the season, we were susceptible to crosses and set pieces. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it hit like the midpoint, even at, like, like Comfy said, that Sunderland game, it just felt yeah. like everything switched. And we literally just all of a sudden, like, He's coming out, he's catching balls, one hand, ducking down, spinning, throwing ball out. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, bro, what are you on? Like, yeah. right, it, it, like I said, like I said, brilliant goalkeeper, and I'm 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 glad yeah. we I'm glad we got him. Really yeah. I also also next season he cracks a smile as well because every picture I've seen him on this since it won title he's just dead straight fit. I know that's too cool to smile, isn't it? You've got Bayer jumping in the crowd, Teller dancing, you know, everyone's having a good time and Murich is posting one selfie with the deadest pan face you'll ever see. (laughs) Like he's waiting for a doctor's appointment or something. Um, but I've I've got a mate who's a City fan. Uh, I say a mate, he's, he's my boss at um, at work. Uh, he went to Madrid yesterday though, so he's quite a good City fan. Like he's, he's a decent level City fan. Goes to big away days in Europe. But he was telling me the other day that there's some City fans still don't rate Edison because it just because he plays out from the back and every now and then and every now and then he makes a mistake. And I, I just feel like with Burnley fans, I think we're a similar sort of like northern town working class sort of mm. place as Manchester is. I think it's going to be the same with Norwich, isn't it, Dan? I, I think I think there's going to be a certain level of fan, normally those over a certain age, uh, they just can't get used to, not him, but the way that he plays because he's told that way. But it doesn't matter, does it? Because he, he's playing so well at the minute. Yeah, exactly. And look at what City have gone from. They've gone from having similar to us, they had Joe Hart between the sticks. He was so scared to come off his line. It was unreal. Mm. Um, we, You know, we, we've seen it ourselves. And then we've gone from that to having somebody who's now like a mix of, you know, having the ball at his feet like Tom Heaton, but saving like Nick Pope all of a sudden. Now, it's a bit like what Sam said. He's like a, he's like a mix of all the keepers we've sort of had. But he's coming out and doing all this stuff that we've been wanting him to do from day one. It's just been a case of, He's just had to adapt. And uh, like I say, the season is very, very long. We see him now literally sitting over at balls. If to say, it's my ball, piss off, I'm going home. Bring yeah. your own. Um, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. A lot of people a few weeks back would have said, now nah, we're going to need another stronger, solid keeper um, upon promotion. But I'd say, nah, a decent backup is probably going to be best. Someone that is, could even still then spur him on to the next level. But we weren't docked for long. HMS pissed the Premier League has already set sail. So, you know, who knows? Yeah, obviously. It was quite funny that all the memes that HMS pissed the league at the start of the season, like opposition fans, like, no way, no way. Turns out we pissed it quite easily, um, lads, if you're watching. Um, but uh, final thing from me, since it's getting to the hour mark and I do need to take Parker all the way to Lower House Cricket Club. Um, Six fifteen. Um, but uh, obviously, Cullen double player of the year. Won the fans player of the year. Won the players player of the year. Sam, I'll start with you. No complaints from any Burnley fan, really. I think I think that will pretty much nail Danny. We're going to win both. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you know everybody's favourite player is you know like Tellers, Zerri, Benson's yeah. because they're the flashy players who give you these mega moments. Whereas you know. Consistently, Josh Cullen has been incredible this year and arguably, you know, the best signing we've made, you know, because we're not used to central midfielders at Burnley that just get the ball, take the game by the scruff of the neck, have the ability to not just win it with a crunching tackle in midfield, go get the ball back, but then get up and also be like, all right, where's the ball going? Like, we've been very used to kind of like Edless Chicken in midfield. That's no disrespect to Ashley Westwood because he used to be my favourite player and players like that. But it very much did used to become a case of like, one ball back. Oh my God, what do I do? 
And like yeah. Cullen is just so different. So yeah, absolutely no complaints from me. Easily one yeah. of the best signings we've made and deserves fans and players player at year hundred percent. Yeah, Nathan, I'm sure you'll echo them sentiments as well. And obviously, obviously, it was always an integral part. I'm going to be an integral part. I think we interviewed a Belgian journalist at the start of the year and he, and, and he, and he was talking about how he's played in the company system already. And I think I said then at the time, like, he's it, going to be an integral part and knowing how that system works. And obviously, it's proven to be the case. Yeah, yeah, it, it did surprise me to recently get fans player of the year because I think I thought fans would just jump on like Barnsley or Teller and yeah. it, it sort of reassured me actually that there is a majority of football Burnley fans that do appreciate his ability and He's gone under the radar all season and it was no surprise that he was going to get players playing. Like, I, I had no doubt in my mind that the lads had fought for him because he's been a standout player for me. He's just, this is the engine, he's the heartbeat. There's no Cullen, there's not party in this team. Um, you know, I, I'm sure that maybe can do some work on it, but I'd like to know the like, possession and passing stats on with and without Cullen and win stats and whatever. So, yeah. So, yeah. great. I'm, I'm going to have to sign out because I've got the wife ringing me. So. <laughs> yeah, no cheers, worries, Cheers, mate. chaps. <laughs> you spend good books, lad. Take it easy, mate. <laughs> See you in a bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, Dan, I'm sure you'll agree with that. Obviously, we, no, no one's surprised that Cullen's won, won both of them. Like, I, I thought he'd win both of them just because of the response when, when the club put um, a, a tweet up saying, like, who, who are you going to vote for sort of thing. Everybody was putting underneath it, Cullen, 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 Cullen. So I, I just knew he'd win both. But, yeah, I'm sure you'll... Say so you're not surprised at all that he's won both? No, nah, not surprised. Uh, more than deserved. And as you say, he's been a bit of an unsung hero in that side. That Again, like Flyer Fred says there, it is staggering that Brownhill got in over Cullen for me. Um, but, you know, let let these sort of players go under the radar. Fingers crossed it's other, it keeps other clubs away. Sam said it earlier, Cullen's one of those midfielders that we've picked up for next to no, and yet we could be selling for 20, 30, 40 million because of how much of a, like, not just a solid midfielder he is, but he's literally the backbone of that midfield. We see him literally coming into defence sometimes to give Murich another option for the, you know, short working out from the back. Um, he's just tremendous, up and down like a yo-yo. He's got that sort of, like, probably a heat map like George Boyd. And mm-hmm. the ability of Joey Barton and Stephen DeFore all rolled into one. The, yeah. the guy is somewhere else, different gravy, and uh, more than well-deserved. Yep, yeah, I agree. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that they're that, that shocked that he got in the team over Brownhill. I think stuff like that's always stat-based, isn't it? And, of course, Brownhill, mm-hmm. I think, got the most assists in our team. Um, just got the list up now. Yeah, Josh, but I see eight assists. You know, that's a decent return. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can understand why he's in, but I, I agree. It, for me, the ball should have been in it because I think Brown will get some stick. He's actually done quite well this season. Great yeah. start to the season. Had a so, had a gap in the middle where he wasn't, you know, picking up as, as many assists and stuff. But um, I don't know why he does seem to be um, criticised by Burnley fans sometimes. I think he's a great yeah. player. He um, deserves the praise, I think. I yeah, think yeah I agree. Eight, eight assists. Like, you know, he got, as well. for, for me, like, um, you know, he got the treatment of what a lot of Burnley players have had, which is, oh, we'll sign you. What's your natural position? Oh, central midfield. Brilliant. Play right mid. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah. Right. You know, he got that kind of thing. And we went down and people were saying, is he good enough? Is he this? Like that. He's just proven people wrong. I think he's been a pivotal part of it all as yeah, well. I I think he's a good boy since changing room. So, yeah, I think he, he even regardless of whether he deserved to or not, I think, you know, fantastic is in there. Yeah, I agree. And his family's proper loves it as well. I, I think I know they're from Manchester, so it's not far. Um, but you know, they're, they're always at the games. I see his dad and his brothers and his sister there a lot. Um, and that's always good to see that the, the, the whole family's like proper loving it. Um, so I, I, I like Brownell, uh, and I think he gets a bit of unnecessary stick sometimes, but I think people are warming to it. But anyway, um, it's getting to the hour mark, and like I said, I am quite busy uh, this evening, so I do need to shoot. Um, but before we wrap it up, Sam, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and where they can have a chat? Uh, yeah, it's uh, the Clara's Roundup page on Twitter. Uh, if you if you'd like to come over and chat, uh, that's basically all I do. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of that running joke, which uh, I think I think it's getting pretty tired now. Um, but because of that running joke, and I always say that because of what you said that one time. When I'm sometimes searching for you to message you. I always sat, I always type in Claret's chat. And I'm like, oh, it's not called that. I have to sit back and think what you're actually what your page is called. Um, but Dan, yeah, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you as well, mate? Yeah, at Turf Morehouse TV, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, but only fans. Hey, that's hey. a lie. That's a yeah. lie. <laughs> I'll pay. I don't know what I'm going to be doing for the next six months, so you know I'll I might have to start it. somewhere. I'll pay for it. Get get Dan on OnlyFans. 
<laughs> Get down on OnlyFans. You might make some coin, mate. Yeah, I might, do. I might, I might make a quid off me missus. That's about it. Dad bods are in, mate. Um, <laughs> that's why. <I'm, laughs> that's why I'm trying to get one. Um, but yeah, thank you all for watching. Thank you especially to Sam and Dan, and of course Nathan, who's had to shoot now uh, for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure. This is, of course, is the last full time show of the season. But I am going to chat to the lads in the DMs over the course of the next few days to try and get more stuff in the summer. We need to do a. Um, uh, a season review we need to do like a, a season awards show as well maybe and then and then i'll hopefully think of some ideas for even more videos after that but um yeah we're not going to be away for long um, i'm quite busy this weekend with work so it might not be this weekend but of course if you have just joined the stream and you're thinking i missed that i would have liked to have watched it then don't worry once i end the stream it turns into a video again uh, that you can watch at your leisure and of course if you want to listen to it while commuting something or whatever um, then you can do. Uh, Chris P says you need Vizzy in for a season review. Everybody who's been on the full-time show this season will be invited to the season review. Obviously Vizzy is a very busy man. That's why he's not on here as much. Um, and now he's practically a fucking millionaire, I think, with his new design company, to be fair to him. That's what hats off to him. Um, so, um, yeah, everybody who's been on... it, So, it, it might be a bit mad, actually, for a season. You might see about 20 faces on screen, which which <laughs> might not work at all, but we'll, we'll see how we get on. Um, but, yeah, thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, everybody, for commenting. Thanks, especially, to Dan, Sam and Nathan for coming on. And, um, yeah, we'll be doing a season review soon. I'm not sure exactly when it is. Keep an eye on our socials, uh, and I will let you know, of course. But just before I go... Uh, I just want to remind you all that we won the league at Ewood Park. Yes. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.